Hi, and welcome to the August Forum. I'm your host, Andrew, and welcome to the third rendition of Shop Talk. In Shop Talk, I'll be sharing the stories and anecdotes of those within the fashion industry and space about their journeys and experiences as they advance within this ever-growing industry. The August Forum, as an extension of the shop itself, allows you to have the ability to listen to those in the space. So whether you're an aspiring entrepreneur or trying to break into the fashion industry or just curious about the ins and outs, we hope these stories will help you to achieve your goals. In this episode, I'm joined by two figures within the August space, Lily Pascas and Jack Greenwood. Jack is our social media manager and assistant sales manager at the shop. Lily has been with us for a year and aids in styling and running our influencer program. They both work in building the August brand to be presented to you all. From their introductions to the shop to what the shop means to them, we learn more about Lily and Jack and their own journeys. During my conversation with Jack and Lily, we not only touched on their shop experiences and their expertise, but we also talked about how we approach trends and telling a unique story with the shop and the product we carry. We gained insight into how they view current trends and where they see the market going in this unique period in sneakers and fashion as a whole. From their unbelievable anecdotes to their takes and perspectives, this conversation was genuinely enthralling, and I believe you will find it equally engaging. This is the August Forum. All right, for today's episode of Shop Talk, Jack, Lily, what's up? Hi, good to be on the Shop Talk today. What's up, guys? I'm happy to be here. All right, you guys want to introduce who you guys are? People know your faces, but they might not know your voices. I'm Jack Greenwood. been with August for a little over four years. do the social media management, and I'm also one of the sales managers. What's up, guys? I'm Lily. I'm the little sister of the crew. Facts. I've been here for probably a little less than a year now. I joined during winter time, and yeah, it's been really awesome. I've been welcomed really well with all of the guys, so happy to be here. Lily's like little sister. I'm little bro. <laughs> Jack's like the uncle. <laughs> nah, no, no, no. We got Joel as uncle. Come on now. Yeah, Joel's we the uncle. We got granddad Jackie over yeah, here. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll regrettably take the, the role of Pappy. Yeah, and we yeah. did have a special guest today. I'm Bao, my new little pooch. She's going to be the new shop dog. We gotta get like a August like dog collar. I think so. She's grabbing uh, the cord. <laughs> she just <laughs> straight up just grab the cord. Yeah, she's in her devil air right now. We call it the the tiny twos or what's that saying? The tiny twos. No, it's like what's what's that word? The tiny twos. Tiny twos. I don't know. I think it's dude. It's like the what is it? The troublesome twos or something. You know where like your twos of your age like that's when kids are just like little devils. That's how Bow is right now. She you guys ever see like the thing where it's like. Oh, this is the day I randomly like gain consciousness. <laughs> no. Like, have you guys never seen that? No, I think once. No. I remember one time the day I gained consciousness of my own like self and who I was was like I was at Disneyland and I was in like it was at the one day it's all like the different countries and the cultures. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I gained consciousness on that, and I'll never. It's my. This is the only like memory I have like of me being like a three-year-old really do you think Bao's gonna have that wow you were three years old yeah she's for sure gonna have that. <laughs> we might have to take her to Disneyland you know a little work trip kind of energy <laughs> yeah one work trip yeah <laughs> I would say my like consciousness moment was when I was like two or three I remember being in my parents backyard and <laughs> Champaign, Illinois, and I like had to go to the bathroom. And I remember running up to the glass door that like separates the patio from the inside and like oh, no. pounding on it and being like trying to get inside. 
and my parents like not hearing me and just like I think just peeing all over the fucking like patio. That's some good consciousness. And just being like conscious. Consciousness. My first real memory is like my parents not being there for me. I'm just That's good. That's good. What? Okay. Anyways, what a weird way to start this one. <laughs> We are a fashion and sneaker podcast at the end of the day. So I got to ask you guys the two questions. Music, what have you guys been listening to recently? And then what have you guys been wearing recently? Everyone does like a uniform. Like what is your guys' like uniform? I would probably say like a oversized graphic t-shirt from one of my favorite brands with some like baggy, you know, paneled or workman's pants or trousers or pleated pants. I like black and, you know, dark tones always have some kind of like, you know, Nike or retro Nike in rotation. I don't know. At home, I wear a lot of sandals. That's like a secret of mine. But yeah, I'd probably say that's what I'm rocking lately. Dude, I would say my fashion's kind of evolved, to be honest. Like, I feel like when I started working here, I think like I just got... It more down to a T, I would say. I feel like I've kind of gained inspiration from the people who walk into the shop, but also just like what you guys are all wearing, what you guys put on. I think something that's been kind of in my repertoire has been baggy clothes. I've always just worn like super baggy stuff. I've had a love for that, just like as big as it can get. I don't think I own a single piece of clothing that's like actually my size. And that goes down to like sneakers too. Like I'll go to a sneaker store and they'll be like, oh yeah, we don't have a woman's nine. I was like, okay, you got like a nine, five, a 10. <laughs> Like, I will make anything work if I actually dig it that much. So, yeah, I feel like just, like, baggy clothes. I think coworker Joel makes, you know, those new era custom hats. Completely agree with that. I feel like being in a sneaker store, you're always thinking about, you know, you do just gravitate towards what you're going to put on based on your sneaker selection or your loafer selection, and then you work your way up from there. Yeah, man, definitely. And I feel like, too, like, even... There's like styles of shoes. Like I would have never saw myself wearing a pair of, and I'm probably going to botch the name, but Salomon's. Solomon. Solomon's. Solomon. Every damn time. I swear. Solomon's. Our friend friend of the shop, <laughs> Joe, yesterday came in and he called them the sa- Salmons. Yeah. Salmons. So yeah. Everyone messes up the name. <laughs> That's what they should be. <laughs> he called the Hokas Hakas. <laughs> Hookas. Hookas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. But I feel like that type of stuff, like there's some shoes that I've, I've got introduced in here, even the Vimeros, that like I don't really think fit my body or fit like my foot shape technically like I just don't like the way that they look on me but I've got a lot of respect for them and I think they're just dope shoes I think a lot of people can put them into good fits so that's hot <laughs> what was that <laughs> <laughs> cookies from the peanut section <laughs> Jack like took the mic and it was like he was just sitting there like, he was like, he was like this. well I was gonna say like I think, like, the biggest thing of us is, like, at the end of the day, we have way more sneakers than we do clothes. Like, and looking at the sneaker wall, as we're all looking at it, like, right now, like, it is such a interesting, like, taste. Like, anyone could come in here and grab a pair of shoes, but I think the biggest thing is, like, when mail comes in for us, we open up a box. We're always, like, whatever. For sure. excited to see what's in there and excited to, like, talk about what it is and if, you know, we think people are going to fuck with it and... Most, like, you know, new arrivals lately, women's, men's, we're always finding something that we like. And I usually buy something right out of the box. Yeah. I feel like the cool part of that, too, is, like, I think we all kind of have different opinions on it. Like, I've seen a shoe and we've opened the box and I've been like, damn, this shoe sucks. Right. (laughs) And then, like, I hear Joel be like, wow, this is fire. And I'm, I'm like, kind of like, let me pick your brain. Why do you think it's fire? Like, what's cool about it? 
Yeah. Convince me. Yeah. So I feel like, and then sometimes I get convinced, you know, like a shoe out of the box. Sometimes I'm like, this is not cool. But sometimes I feel like speaking to you guys and really like picking your brain on why you guys dig it. It makes me kind of have a greater appreciation towards the shoe and I end up liking it. I end up maybe even buying it. (laughs) I was going to do this first thing. Like for me, that was like recently was like those Mac attacks that came. Mm -hmm. The ones that Joel first got, those like black and gray ones, the OGs. Mm -hmm. I was like, dude, I I think I like the model, but I don't know if I like the color at all. Mm -hmm. And then those red ones that we got in came and I've just worn like the hell out of them. They're like such a good shoe. I think like mid-court shoes right now are like fire especially with like the mesh trend i think everybody's like getting mesh runners so like something that nike has finally done is like put out a nice good quality leather shoe because i think we all have experience in like you know at the end of the day we all love nike but it's like sometimes their leather quality and even their qc isn't like the best but when they put effort into a shoe like it shows by a long shot yeah i feel like there was a lot of build up to that too like even thinking about the mac attacks like I just thought about like how much press was driven towards that and how they Travis even put, like, really Travis put on it. Yeah, you know like I mean? they put Travis on it and like that's something that I wouldn't even have like probably looked at the shoe if they didn't put all that press behind it and then people putting them on, even seeing you right. on them. It was like, yeah, this is this is not a bad shoe. Like it looks right. good on. Well at the end of the day, I wanna focus this episode on just like your guys' experience with like especially like, you guys are really like kind of like more or less like experts on like social media and like digital age and like especially mm. trends and how do you market like product because at the end of the day like something like a mac attack you could probably put that out just right now no press behind it and it will probably sit but the thing is you put a story behind it you put names behind it like john mcenroy and travis scott and people there are gonna be fans that love it there will yeah. be those travis scott people that are gonna love it i think that one of the beautiful things about august that i've known well, I've come to know over the years as working in the social media department is that unlike a lot of small boutique retailers, they don't do a lot of their own shooting where we keep everything in house and we deliver like really high quality shoppable editorials every single day to our Instagram and website. And I think that's kind of like a rare thing to see from a small like local retailer in the Midwest. I think it kind of shows that we want to emulate these much larger brands and kind of meet the standard, meet the industry standard by producing content that's like similar to the release that was shot for the Mag Attacks. And that's definitely been like an extremely interesting and enlightening experience, especially seeing how like other companies run their socials. I mean, yeah, man, I feel like that's what kind of like introduced me to August. Like that was the first jump of like when I was like, wow, this is like August. This is in Madison. That's crazy. And I think the specialness of that or what feels so special about it is the fact that like we have so many like different photographers in and out of the shop. And it's really cool seeing how like, different photographers take their spin on something and seeing what they come up with. And just like the shoots that come out, it kind of like gives that to where it's, it's diverse for the kind of demographic and audience it brings in. Cause you know, people just like, like different views, like different shots. So it's, it's really cool to just see like a streetwear shop doing stuff like that, where it's like, we really tried to put creativity into how creative these clothes are. You know, they're such cool clothes. It almost feels like they have to be taking pictures of and lily knows this you know better than anybody but we tried as much as possible to partner with people in our community like all of our models are just local people who want to shoot or who are friends of the photographers or friends of the store and it's been that way for five plus years at august which is like another amazing feat if you think about it like the amount of people 
and faces who have come in and been brought into our community through our photography, through our editorials, and even like more recently our influencer program, which is something that Lily spearheads and like we kind of brought it in as like a new chapter for August where we're finally partnering with people in the Midwest and beyond to promote like our private label goods as well as other product in the shop yeah I mean like community is everything I think that's you know that's what sells your business that's what really builds your business is just the people on the outside that are bringing in and even like my friends that I've brought in it's like Mm -hmm. some of my friends have never even been in the shop and for them to see it and for them to find something and you know I will say like as a woman it does feel walking past the store it feels a little almost just like daunting to go into the shop because you're not sure like oh do they carry my foot size do they carry something that right. I'm gonna want so I think bringing to just like more females into this place and atmosphere even though you know it is unisex clothing like you can you can put on a hat you can put on some shoes we got your size like it is cool <laughs> to just see like all this community that's being brought in even with our influencer program like mm-hmm. we're really trying to work with people who are in the arts in the community and Mm -hmm. sports it's like bringing all these different things that also build madison like you know it's you got to really dissect like what madison is what its culture is and so bringing all those people in it's just like i've felt that even like you guys are really my family the community here is my family and i have a great appreciation towards that well (laughs) but i would say yeah without you know dragging on about it that I've also like found a home at August and it's definitely been more than a job. And what I've done for the shop has certainly felt like a labor of love rather than like a task. You know what I mean? Mm, totally. And coming here is, is genuinely like welcoming mm-hmm. and warm mm-hmm. unless, you know, there's some catastrophe afoot. But it certainly does feel like more than a retailer. And I think that, that comes from us, uh, the salespeople the people in the background doing all the creative work and even, you know, the owner Rob being like a, you know, a Madison alum and being from Madison and, and, and wanting to, you know, eventually come back and set up like a, a retail spot that doubles as like a community space and a music promoter, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And you can really feel that like just in your daily interactions with us, with mm-hmm. me and Lily and Andrew. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, I mean, I feel like even to like the fashion atmosphere, I feel like for me, like I've always really been driven in photography. My parents are photographers, so I've really been in that kind of atmosphere for a while. So I've always kind of been in like this fashion realm trying to like be on the end of like what's cool, what's hip in Madison. And it's hard, dude. It's hard. It's hard. There's not a lot of fashion out there. And so it's like to have I have a lot of love for this shop, for Single Stitch, for Shop Bob, for the places that like are fashion driven mm-hmm. in Madison that really like give me that, you right. know, it's a different community. It's a smaller community of fashion here. So to have it, it just feels good that like it's in my, my kind of home base. Right. You know? Cause I was going to say like to your guys' point here where it's like, you can go to other metropolitan cities where fashion and the, especially like the community out there is huge. Like people have like, so many different pockets, even if it's like, you know, streetwear, vintage designer, you go somewhere like New York, LA, that's what you're going to find is different pockets that you can fit into. But with Madison, it's like the community in itself in comparison to the rest of the country is so much smaller Mm -hmm. that everyone can just kind of like interacts with each other that like, there is no sort of, (laughs) there's no sort of pockets. (laughs) There's just one big like community and that we all kind of like, just love each other in that type of way. 
Do you guys find that like similar where it's like, oh, absolutely. I feel like coming out of high school, I was like, all right, like I know that like fashion is my passion. Like I got to go to a big city. I got to like get out of Madison to like really find it and like a classic Madison trope is to get out of Madison. (laughs) Yeah, like get me out of here. Like I'm trying to love Madison. (laughs) Straight up though, like I'm trying to be in a big city, and I think that spending some time here, really taking this time for myself in this city, has made me realize how important is to have a smaller fashion community and how it actually is like almost better i would say oh yeah especially where we're at all at now where it's like we're all kind of in a day like just learning and growing mm-hmm. where it's like you have this place and atmosphere to like realize what it is you like man you can look at our shoe wall and it's like it's just so many different things like 17 year old me would have found like all these like the coolest things ever oh, just yeah. because of the name but then you realize like Maybe you don't like every single Air Max one that comes out. <laughs> Maybe you don't like, you know, every single different Nike model that comes out or every Solomon colorway that comes. You know, you just find what you like. And it's like being able to experience that is way better than anything else. Going back to like Andrew's, well, <laughs> both of their points from before, Madison is, you know, unironically a pressure cooker for fashion. You're in a Midwest gem that's you know, as far removed from the East West coast fashion scene as possible and still manages to stay on trend. And I think fashion forward and very avant-garde. There's a great vintage scene here and there has been for years curated vintage and wholesale. And the retail market is bouncing back from a couple tough years with COVID and, and a lot of like unrest. But I feel like it's kind of coming to its own in a way. And you see it in the individuals that represent Madison's like fashion scene, young and old. Uh, you can see it in the way that we dress. <laughs> you can see it in the way our customers dress and how they pry about new brands. And if we're getting something when a few years ago, there was no demand for quite a bit of this. And you can really see a lot of these brands like taking hold in the community for that same reason. Yeah, it's just really interesting after being in Madison for five, six years and seeing that it does in fact have its own distinct cultural sense of fashion. Definitely. Right. Well, enough about the shop. Let's learn more about you guys. <laughs> Everyone Here we in go. Madison knows. <laughs> All right. Number one, the first thing I want to ask, like at the end of the day, I think we're basically a boutique and we're way more known for sneakers than clothing. I think we're definitely like, it's kind of 50-50 now, but I think for the longest time, even for me at least, it's like, in terms of like the sneaker selection and shoe collection in comparison to what we have in apparel. But sneakers of the year, 2023, we're what, in August right now? Well, in well, August. How are we in August right now? <laughs> I'm Can we a- slow down? <laughs> Dude, we're literally going to fall winter collections no, right now. No. This sucks, bro. No. Anyways, no. 2023. Summer's over. Oh. I got to move tomorrow, bro. I haven't even tanned this summer. Can you believe it? (laughs) 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 It was 104 days of summer vacation. School comes along. Okay, anyways. 2023 was all about Sambas, Mesh Runners, Vomeros. Solomons were banging in March, April. Sneakers of the year. (laughs) I probably... I'm a huge Asics fanboy, huge New Balance fanboy, so I'd probably go with something from the the recent Asics lineup. I know it's a little recent to be sneaker of the year, but the the dime Asics that I unfortunately 
missed out on in my size at the shop were probably one of my favorite sneakers of the entire year. I just really, really liked the molding on those. Dime's also one of my favorite brands. Uh, they've been around for years. It's Canadian skate like club. They used to be called Dime Skate, but I've got a lot of their gear and I really wish I had grabbed those. I was going to say like in terms of like shoes and sneakers of the year, it's so easy to gravitate towards Asics cuz I mean, they killed it this year. New Balance was all yeah. last year. Asics I think is like sneaker brand of the year besides like Nike and whatever they cook up for the year. I would say Asics had a big come up for sure. I mean, when I think Asics, like I think about my gym school teacher, to be True. honest with you. I think about like us running the mile and like the little girls next to me in the Asics running sneakers, you know? Right. I never really thought about Asics as like that type of shoe, but it is interesting seeing how much they've grown and also seeing Personally, for me, like I don't think Asics look great on my feet, but I think the boys at the shop really rock them well, and I like the fit. I like who, the look of who them. Does it? Jack has a pair. Bailey. Joel, Bailey. Joel. You got a pair? You no, I don't pair? have a pair. No. I can't believe I didn't say it, but the Awake New York Gel NYC oh. <laughs> are so fire, and I'm so glad I got them. I was waiting for you to say that. That was like the one shoe I thought you were going to say was those Gel NYC Awakes. But I think like, what what was I going to say? My thing with like sneakers of the year is like, I think the the push behind the sneakers are probably always the most important thing. I think with the Mac attacks, I think Joel really likes those because of just like not only the shape and the build, but also like it's not the history behind it. I think it's like it's their first time retroing it. And then, you know, it's like it wasn't like any Travis Scott sneaker where everybody like knows mm-hmm. about it. It's one of those things that he just campaigned. He was in a photo shoot and like people that like the shoe are like, oh, well, there's a little extra push from Nike, which is kind of cool. Yeah. But I was going to say, yeah, for me, I mean, I'm surprised none of you guys said the Vomeros. Hey, I love the Vomeros and I like the, you know, the gray, gray, wolf gray or whatever from Nike earlier this season. And I really, really like the Supersonics that we just had in. With like that blue 3M metallic ribbon on it, which was fucking sick. But Vimeros for me, like I've got a couple of pairs now and I don't know. the They look great, but I feel like I need to dial it back. Like there are certainly other models I need to lean into. And I got to start focusing more on comfort. And Nike, great brand, but not always the most comfortable. That's where I like to lean into like, I don't know, New Balance and Asics. I just think they have better inserts. What are those? What do you have on? 990s? Uh, this is the, yeah, 990 Made in USA grays. I think Joel tried to like save these for me. They were pretty tossed and he washed them. They looked good for a while, but now they're pretty ripped again. My thing with Joel is like every time he wears like a, this rotation of shoes and they always look clean. His shoes are, so I think that boy goes home and cleans his shoes every night with the Clorox wipe or something. Jason yeah, Mark, I, I think, don't know. I think every time he like goes home, he definitely has, I'm like, those Vivian Westwood Asics for how long and how Dude. often he wears those, yep. no way he doesn't clean those. Yeah, but you've never smelled the inside of them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but real talk, you. Dedication, <laughs> that would be Joel. I can see him going home and be like, that makes sense. Okay, we're on the topic of Asics. I think we're all in agreement. Sneaker brand of the year? Sneaker brand of the year. That's tough. That's tough. Mm. I want to give it to Asics because they've had so many good collabs this year and all of the footwear that I've seen, I've gotten to like see in hand. So it's like, I'm biased. You know what I mean? I got to see the product in person. So I feel like the hand feel like tells a story. But 
brand of the year for sneakers that's tough that's I, tough i can pipe in here all right i'm gonna have to give it to hoka if oh, you may yeah. hookah i will say Haka. like <laughs> <laughs> hoka's dude hoka's have grown i we just got into dude. even what are those slides what are the what do they call those, those? Restore TC, restore TC says Jack. Don't worry, I got you guys back. <laughs> Thank you, because I do not know, but those are fly. You know, I feel like Yeezy coming off the market. Those give that cushiness factor of like a Yeezy. They just, I feel like Hoka's have turned, you know, when I they're thought about light. them, running shoe. But kind of similar with Asics, like they're fashion now, dude. Like they they That's really true. look cool on a foot. They, they're cool. Like, I think you could put them with a bunch of different outfits. And I think they're really trying new things. They're trying the platform vibe right now. It looks good. I like it. Yeah. That's a good shout. Yeah. I like those restore TCs with those like back to have like the Hirachis. Yeah. You guys ever had a pair of those Hirachis? I tried one on. The Moab. Yeah. Ooh. And it's like really nice. Like just having that. It's a really light shoe. But mm. at the end of the day, I feel like with that, it's like one of those things where it's Everyone loves them, but it's also never gotten like the hype around it. Mm -hmm. The only collab they've had was with Bodega that yeah. I know Rob has, which I was so jealous that he had those mm -hmm. tour lows. And then from there, I feel like they're just like, they just do their own thing. But I almost think that's the beauty of it. You know, you see Nike trying so hard right now, trying to do all these collaborations, trying to build their name around the shoe before the shoe even drops. With Hoka, it's just like, if you like it, you like it kind of thing. True. To Lily's point, I was in New York a few weeks ago and there was like a Hoka pop-up store and they were telling us in the shop, the assistant manager was helping me purchase some shoes and he was saying that the sales were so good that they were going to solidify the lease on that shop and then everywhere else in the country that they had pop-up shops, they were going to look into doing brick and mortars. So good this brand in just a few years went from like a little French running label. Well, I wouldn't say a few years, at least a decade, but went from a French running label to like an actual breakout sneaker selection in the US and in Japan. Hoka is like massive online. It's really popular in like Asia. And I feel like mm. we see that reflected in the store when we're sending out orders. But Absolutely. I feel like Hoka's go. Yeah. They go so they, quick they for do. us. They, they go do. very so, quick. Even before we post them, And it's go. it's surprising because when you look at the shoe, you're like, what is this freaky maximalist sneaker and who buys it? But then inevitably they go and sometimes they go local to runners. And I just think that you could definitely make a case for brand of the year when it comes to like, you know, zero to a hundred. I think it's similar to Asics in that sense where they really yeah. just kind of like made a name for themselves. Right. My thing with Asics though, and I think why I think a lot of people are pushing it to be sneaker brand of the year is the collaborations that they're doing. You have Ronnie Fi, Kit doing one. You have ALD. I think ALD did a collab. Hey, yo, didn't Aritzia just drop a pair yes, too? Aritzia, Can we talk about that? Aritzia, Aritzia, Asics. Okay, so Aritzia. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we were saying is like, it's just collab after collab after collab. Whoever at Asics is making these decisions is like killing it with the opportunities department. Right. I think, well, that's my thing with Asics is like, they've had these gel NYCs, these. 1090 V2s and all these different like 2160s that we all have and it's just like the fact is that they've had these shoes for a while and then from there they've just kind of like done these collaborations with I think growing brands especially like ALD like Kith and Aritzia I think in a way they all kind of mesh together in some sort of like one little community that they just kind of like 
hopped into where now everybody once you post it online it's just like everyone knows about it because like how do you not know what ronnie feig and kith are doing because it's everywhere totally i mean it's going back to influencers that we work with you know it's like their hype that they have we're trying to bring that traction towards us and and who we are as a brand so i think it's kind of same with sneakers it's like the hype that all of these individuals have and then tying it into a shoe like you got beauty from both sides right it shows in like the marketing campaigns that are more human focused or like event focused now when you look at awake you know and their collab with asics this year and you look at the events on their instagram it's literally like two or three hundred people at the shop having a barbecue on the sidewalk you know that ties into you know what august is all about we're trying to emulate these brands that we share a passion with where our events and our message is community driven at the end of the day. Like we're selling shoes, but we want this stuff to reflect in our community. Definitely. I feel like even with August in particular, like our events have been where it's at lately. Shout out Robinia. Shout out Robinia. Wait, actually, I can't. I can't, I can't <laughs> the August Andrew, but where you been? I haven't seen you at Robinia, but I've been there. <laughs> the August Aug shows have been going off. And even though Andrew... Yeah, actually, I can't even hey. say shout out Ravinia because I have not gotten a single one. Nah, Andrew a- hasn't gone to, well, one yet, but the shows have been really good. Shout out to August Hog. Well, okay, so back to the point, it was just like, you know, people and like events you put on. One thing I think was crazy is like, you know, Nike at the end of the day is the biggest brand of sneaker that anyone could ever ask for. Even like, it doesn't matter like who it is, what it is, like there's some sort of hype behind it. But I think there's just no more like, story behind it i think at the end of the day it's like they used to do like packs you guys remember when they did like packs of shoes where you get like a jordan 8 and a jordan 5 and it'd be like or like the jordan 8 and jordan 5 that like kobe did you know like those were packs and there was like a story behind them now they just like don't really do much in general but like these other brands you have new balance asics like hoka when they do these collabs and like these releases that they put on this like massive event like community focus and it's like from there that's word of mouth but Mm -hmm. i feel like that has gone away do you guys agree i would say that there's some truth to that like the art of storytelling in sneakers has kind of taken like a back seat right like especially in the past couple of years like brands are definitely seeking not just nike brands are seeking to like get things out as fast as they can produce them and like i feel like that that messaging definitely gets lost in the mix. You do see certain brands going out of their way to do better storytelling and like better tie-ins. And that like is sometimes translated by events that correspond with the release or like some kind of like overarching message. When it comes to like capsule releases like that, I think that we at least try to have like a narrative with our releases. Like we just did a bakery capsule and it's got like, a little cafe rear graphic that is a you know a generic menu and i think it's it's quaint and it's uniform and it tells a story like with our garden center release and our bakery release like we're doing this little hometown heroes vibe yeah i feel like when you put a backstory to something it almost brings like a little more want to buy the shoe it's not just a shoe you're buying but it's it's a little bit more behind it which right. I, I feel like kind of creates a so like it's a special feeling towards it when you buy it it's it's on top of just you liking the shoe right it's it being like a meaningful driven shoe i think similar to 
I, I look back at you and Mitch's podcast during, sing, you know, for Single Stitch and shout him talking. Shout out Mitch, for real. Just him talking Boy's about. Oakley's. Dude. He's <laughs> <laughs> got two pairs of shades now. Come on now. You got those, he got the lens fix. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, like, I think a big part of why his business is doing so well is because when people walk in there, they see a garment, they have this feeling towards right. it. Right. And a story they have yeah. a story you know there's there's someone feels a certain way and they're like you know what regardless of the price i'm gonna pick this up because it, it really like means something to me mm -hmm. so i feel like similar to sneakers having a story behind it if you have a feeling towards it if you like the shoe it it kind of makes it worth it to buy it and that separates like the real ones right you know you're you're looking oh, yeah. for a story in your product you're looking for a story in that sneaker or in that garment and even if it's something simple and interesting like a little fun fact about it which these two would love to clown on me he sometimes i'm that. wrong sometimes i'm right <laughs> but like i always want to share a little story with you about the piece and like there's certain shoes that are more prone to a good story than others like you know, the Air Force One's been releasing releases for 40 years at this point. Like, it's kind of hard to say something new about it. But when you look at, like, a Doc Martin Isham, like, I had never seen the Isham before. Now I have the Isham in hand, and I want to know, when did this first release? Who designed it? Why did they design it? Was it popular when it first dropped? Like, that's something interesting to me. And I think that's how you can identify real ones who are shopping, whether it's, you know, at a thrift store or at August, like if they care about that part of the culture. Now we're at a point where it's like, that's not really a thing. I don't really see too many resellers come in. I will say it is definitely dwindling. That market is definitely starting to slow down. I think it's just because the brands that own the sneakers that are reselling realize that just by putting out more units, they can totally like devalue that. Right. As it should, though, like I'm not trying to buy a dunk that's, you know, retail 110, 120 and go pay $300 like I guess, yeah, you know, that's a hard thing to talk about because, like, if it's a Jordan, I've got respect for Jordans. I got respect for Jordan 4s especially. So, like, that maybe I'd pay a little bit over what the market is for them. But I'm not trying to just get a, a dunk that, you know, it's like you got to think about the quality, too. If there's not, like, great quality in it, do I really need the shoe? That's why the Mac attacks are lit. Yeah. That's why they, the leather on those, so nice. Is it good? I like them a lot. They're yeah. like really comfy. I was listening to a podcast the other day and they were talking about the Mac attacks and they have like a weird fit, but I feel like it also goes down to like... They do have a weird fit. I, I had to try on like three different pairs. I think I sized up. I'm like a woman's nine. I had to size up to like a woman's 10. Like they're a little tight, but but all the respect. You Dang, know, you and I could probably fit the same size shoe. <laughs> All right. I like those Sambas. Here. What are those? The, the Whale Bonner ones. Oh, dude. Have you seen the silver Whale Bonner ones? I, I, I don't know if I like them? those. I don't know if I like those. Honestly, uh, to be honest, I feel like they're like... Oh, no. You're not about it. I don't know. It's I'm, just like, I'm biased. I'm major silver, silver purses, silver pants. Like, get me some silver When sneakers. do you have silver pants? You'd be surprised. You have silver I'll, pants? I'll pull them out sometime, yeah. If you would have gone to Robinia, I pulled up in them at one night, but you wouldn't know. <laughs> Lily has a hell of a closet. Yeah, a little bit too much, but we're working on dwindling that as well. I have an emotional attachment to some pieces, but again, trying to work through that. Just want to let everyone know this entire recording, we've had Bao, the shop dog, trying to get their you know their couple barks in oh. and, and let everyone know how they feel about the topics of the day. Yes, but. barks and cords. She is a sucker for cords right now. You guys, you don't know how many cords I have around my room. And like before she came, <laughs> I cleaned. I deep cleaned my room. I got all the cords out of the way. No, she still finds a way. 
So yeah, we're we're working on that one. But you've got to include all your teammates. So you know yeah. she's in it. She's here with us, even though she's trying to chew on the cords. Yeah, you know, a lot of love for her. Man, I love Bao. Nah, Bao's a real one. She's for anyone who doesn't know, she's a little white and gray speckled Frenchie, and she has the personality of no other. Oh, uh, what was I gonna say? Okay, we talked about secret brands of the year. We got secret brands of the year. We got maybe favorite brand in general right now. We got a lot right now. I think for me, I don't think I've ever even said this on a pod yet, but for me this year, Awake, killer. Awake New York, Angelo Bach, Hugo Mendoza, all that entire team, absolutely killer. They put out great pieces and even like, you know, the pieces that like might not be the best, way better than like some of the other things that other brands Mm -hmm. are doing. And it's just like their Gil Scott Heron collection. So cool. It's just like that moved quick and it's just the quality of it and like the brand that they're like showcasing it's like you know at the end of the day it's a new york brand it's really like a part of the community and yet here it is just like growing and you know selling out out, like and i mean man what a great brand yeah i mean they just opened up a shop too in new york right and yeah rob went to it rob said it was rob said you got some cigars from there i was like that's the most like rob (laughs) gift to get you know what i mean the best gift of them all those guys deserve a brick and mortar it's really interesting what they do for the the community out there in new york they do a lot of giving back and like charity work too and that just shows in their entire like you know mo Jack, were you able to pull up at the shop when you were there? You know, I follow them on Instagram, but I just didn't have my finger uh, on the pulse when I was out there. Yeah, I got lost in the sauce. I went to a bunch okay. of great shops. What was your favorite? You know, that's a good question. Probably, okay, you know, as a streetwear guy, I want to say like a streetwear boutique, but it was probably a little vintage curated shop called Hamlet Vintage. Okay. Anyone from New York probably knows this spot. It's like an East Village kind of wedged between Greenwich and East Village. It's run by, I assume they were brothers. I couldn't really get a bead on what the, you know, <laughs> relational situation was. Okay. Friends, brothers, I don't know. Something. But they were very interesting, very pushy. They pushed my friend into a dress that they bought and they liked. Okay. And they pushed me into some like little Nike brown tennis shorts that were like 30 years old. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about when you walk into a store? How do you feel about the salespeople pushing you into something? Like, <laughs> do you like that or would you rather just shop solo dolo? So the way that we do it here we try to do it here is we just tell you bluntly if we like something on you or not and if you ask us how it fits we're going to tell you how it fits we're going to tell you what might fit better or whatever at august we give you like the brass tax right Right. at this place at this little vintage shop i would say it was more like he picked something up walked over put it in my face and said thirty dollars this is great this is a great piece thirty dollars interesting which is definitely abrasive and not good salesmanship yeah right? i mean debatable yeah i feel like when someone walks in a shop especially even when i walked into the shop before i worked here like it's almost like you kind of like to be like solo handed looking through stuff but if you have a question if you want some advice it's like you reach out and and likeliness will be like i dig wait the you. question is did you buy the shorts did you buy the shorts i bought the shorts <laughs> <laughs> because the shorts, the shorts were fire, okay? <laughs> okay, noted. No, no, I, I look like, I don't know, like a H&M ad or something. But it's 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 a good piece. It's crazy because I haven't seen you in the shorts yet, though. It's because I don't like wearing shorts, okay? My legs look like tree also. trunks. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no way. <laughs> I think that the scene out there was good, though. But one thing I will say about shopping in New York, 
versus shopping in the Midwest is you don't get that forced charm, right? I went into the Carhartt Whip store. I went into the Stussy shop. I went into the Palace store. I mean, yeah, bro, you're working with West Town Mall and over here. True, what you true. Mean? <laughs> yeah, we're getting Lids energy, but. But I would say that those guys were objectively jerks. You know, they were being short with us. Yeah, Uh, short with me and my travel companion and being, you know, abrasive and not helpful. And certain things didn't, you know, they weren't weren't tagged for whatever reason. Maybe it was because they don't want you to ask the price or maybe it's because they forgot to tag it. But I inquired about a jacket price and I literally got like my, you know, nose turned up to by two different employees before I even left the shop. So Mm. I say... You know, even though the Midwest has a lot of growing to do fashion wise, at least you get a little more personality when you shop, right? True. Do you don't like that. Well, Car Whip, Stussy, are either of those your brand of the years? Did that change it? I mean, they're not my brand. They're definitely not my brands of the year, but they are still solid brands. And I wear a ton of Stussy. I've got a ton of Stussy in my closet, despite their lack of salesmanship. And what is your brand of the year? I don't want to piggyback, but you did make a good argument for Awake New York. I love Angelo Bach, or as I think we've been corrected many times by our boss, but I think his last name is Angelo Baquet. Maybe I'm wrong. I might be completely who, wrong. Who knew? I did I don't not know. know I don't that. know that. So I will we, know once I meet Angelo in person. Right, right. <laughs> I'll let you know once I talk to him. But I would say Awake New York is a good candidate if I had to give it to any, like, particular line of apparel i would also say online ceramics continues to put out good delivery after good delivery after sold out delivery i like their you know they're bringing back their grateful dead stuff and their john mayer tour stuff which is like it's their last year is it not oh yeah it's their last year touring absolutely that might be john mayer no grateful dead wait what and john mayer isn't john mayer in the mix in the dead now yeah. He tra- yeah, he tours with the I didn't the know Grateful that Dead. either. I love John. I love him. Unless you're a Swifty. No, absolutely not. Uh, no, isn't that like a no. whole thing like John Mayer's like absolutely despised? He's not wrong. Swifties John- hate John Mayer. John Mayer over Swift any day. Isn't that what the song Dear John is about about him? Really? I think so. I Brand of the year? Brand of the year. That's tricky. I mean, first shop. To, like for in the shop what we got for brands. I know I don't know if you guys are are gonna hop on this train, but I've got a lot of love for Brain Dead, dude. Like they, I think their switch up this year was crazy, crazy, especially during winter when they started doing their knits. I got some Brain Dead knit and that alpaca. I, Did you get that alpaca? It wasn't the, the alpaca. Shaggy alpaca hats from Brain Dead. That was nuts. Of the year. Nuts. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I no, I got like a sweater that has like some super wide arms. And I got in a couple sizes bigger than me, so the arms are just like dragging on me. But I love it. Like I love quirky oh, shit. That, like what that. was it? That green, green one, one with the crocodile uh-huh. mouth. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's especially I think, what they're doing with Oakley. Yeah, let's like, talk about it. that. Yeah. Brain Dead, I think, has been doing all of like the marketing and coordination for these Oakley Factory Team Project releases this year, and it's bringing back all these sick. Oakley styles and models in the form of these like mules and slides and we it's all cool. kind of thought they were a little alien at first right but yeah I think, I think they're sick now and I've got a pair at home well that's my that's gonna be my next question is just like in terms of a campaign like that what like do you guys ever like I mean for you when you're doing social media and then for you it's just like just being like a fan of just brands and how they like promote shit mm-hmm. and like you know tell a story like do you guys ever like take inspiration or like advice at the end of the day 
I mean, when it comes to daily posting, like if a brand does a good, you know, write up for their release we'll make sure to coordinate with their team so that we get all the information for the project like with brain dead they sent us over an information bundle and it's my role to make sure that that information is translated to the customer in the form of an instagram bio and also that the web directors like include that information for posting on our website over the years i'd say august has definitely done a lot of different you know marketing approaches on Instagram and online. We've done local tie-ins, giveaways, mystery boxes, collaborative posting, videos, photo shoots. It's been a lot of kettles in the pot, I Man, feel like. That's just what social media is all about though. I think it's one of those things where like social media is so ever changing that if you just have a strict like I'm gonna follow this, this, this and you just keep it the same for years you're going to fall out so quick, bro. Like, I think that like you got to kind of just like read what's trending. I think from a personal level too, I think from a brand level, it's definitely tricky because you're thinking about advertising product, whereas you're not advertising yourself. But I think it's definitely like what's popping right now, what's big. And I think you just kind of got to hop on that. I mean, Threads was a thing, and I I know oh. that we kind of discussed with like between you I think know the three of those, us all talked about threads yeah we all talked about threads and we were like should we hop on should we try this out and it was one of those things where I was like uh let's wait and see and aren't we <laughs> glad we waited and, and saw because glad. now they're desperate to keep their user base yeah no one posts there's very low engagement and you can see verifiably the only people with any real traction are Total. you know people that were already famous Total. having their information ported over by meta into yeah. this like clone yeah and I, I think that where admittedly august doesn't always follow every single flash in the pan trend over the years like we never really got into the tiktok or did a lot of like that you know gamified posting but you saw the brands that did but you saw the brands that did it's it's almost like but was it worth it it and was it worth like looking whack and looking ludicrous and following you know ridiculous trends and gamifying your social media when i think while there is some dullness to consistency there's also like an earnestness to tell a consistent story through your media and like sticking to a formula that formula that works that your community is comfortable with. And I just think that there are certain things that you don't want to be involved with out the gate. I mean, yeah. And I think similarly to, to brands, to boutiques and all of that, I think everyone's just trying to like hop on the wave of what works. You know, right. you see it even with TikTok right now, TikTok's starting this new thing called TikTok shop. And I've been seeing like, I know a brand that, that I work for in New York. It's it's basically like you can go, you see a TikTok post and then like is in the like, bio is like you can direct checkout. So it's almost damn. like Instagram shop where it's the same energy. It's a new thing that's starting, but I see all these brands kind of hopping on and being like, okay, do we hop on this? Do we try it? And it's just like, I think it's one of those things where just like a brand where you're trialing and airing all this stuff. Right. It's similar to these social platforms where they're just trialing and airing. You know, I, I think with threads and, and I think even... Even Instagram had something like guides at one point where it was like you could dive deep into like a certain topic and people could like scroll. It was, you know, like there's so many different things like interchanging throughout social platforms as well that I think as a brand, you just kind of got to take a step back and see where it goes before you really bite the bullet and hop on it. It's also one of those things where it's like, how much like time do you want to invest? Does that stray away from like... 
like who you guys are let's say we hopped on threads like that kind of like you know not in a way makes us like quote unquote look whack because i don't think it really does because like there are probably people and like Mm -hmm. stores are going to start using threads as like a platform that's going to be like this subsidiary from their instagram and stuff Mm -hmm. like that but it's like you put that investment in and then you kind of like stop doing it yeah i mean even jack and i discussed threads like i feel like we talked about threads and we were like okay what could we use threads for this is a new upcoming platform could we use it to promote like our events our new shoe releases but but let's wait let's hold out on it and it's one of those things where i'm happy we did because it was a flop to be honest it's been a flop it might grow it might turn into something but right now it's a flop so it's thank god we didn't spend our time spend the money on doing it and at the end of the day when you're not a giant huge huge bottomless pit of a company you have to make decisions on what you want to spend your time and money doing you can't do everything you can't put your hand into Mm -hmm. every single chest even if you want to even if you wish you had someone to do the legwork on every idea you have you've got to pick something consistent at the end of the day and roll with it and that's why even though it has taken i would say years for certain things to grow from an august perspective that we're proud of the things that did take off, like August Ox and the August Forum podcast. I was just about to which say Which are both things that we've seen a huge positive return online, engaging with our August community members, our friends, our family. And, you know, at least from a, you know, a small boutique retailer's perspective, that's not for nothing. That's literally where we've made our niche. It's where we found our people. And I think that's what's so wonderful about August is that we really do have our hands in everything. And I give a great pat on the back to Rob for just really trying to get his hands and and not the threads and not the Instagram Mm -hmm. shop, but really like, let's focus on our photography. You know, that's stuff that these brands are going to use, going to repost. Let's focus on like the influencers, people who can really spread who we are. Let's focus on the August Ox, on the podcast. Like Mm -hmm. we've got a lot of stuff that And, you know, like pat on the back to all the employees who run that shit. You know, I have respect for all y'all that we all kind of I think that's what's so cool about August is like, nah, I'm not just like a salesperson and I don't just work on the floor. But it's really like I kind of can like find myself. I even think like Rob's been letting me do a lot of buys with like the boys lately. And that's been special to Mm -hmm. me. It's been opening this new door where I feel like I've been kind of in this mindset of like, oh, I want to be a stylist. I want to do that. And it's been great to kind of like trial and error that through August. But now doing these buys, it's kind of shifting my mindset towards like, damn, like buying's kind of cool, picking that stuff's out. And and I have the uttermost respect for August for really like putting me on to stuff that that I'm interested in and, and it grows his business, but at the same time it grows like, like my own you personal business. And your own like personal value. Hell yeah. I was gonna say like, man, I think everyone at the shop agrees like Rob definitely pushes us. He is not someone that's just gonna sit back and just let us kind of cruise and roll. He'll push us and sometimes yeah. it gets like where it's like, man, why is he pushing me for this? Like blah, blah, blah. Because he cares. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day he, he, he cares. Want, he cares he wants business. you to grow as he a person you, outside yeah. of August. Yeah. Like he's thinking future, like he probably was back when he was doing what he was doing you know it's like it's cool it's cool that he does that and shout out rob shout out all the members <laughs> of the team shout out all the cool people who work here i love y'all yeah for real. it's that's us it's 
you know, the human factor, what makes us special is our people and, you know, and the, the camaraderie we share, the friendship we share in and outside of the shop. We make a point to do that with our team dinners, with our, you know, going out and enjoying local music events together and August Ox events together. And at um, the end of the day, that's what makes a good business. Exactly. Like, that's Family. what really is like having love for what you're doing. Having like, I'm not walking into August being like, Ugh, I got to work a Monday and it's just another one of these days. You know, it's like, oh, I get to see my buddies. I get to like carry on with like the stuff that I'm really interested in. Maybe I'll get to do the next Stussy buy. It's like, right. that's cool. That's cool right. that that's what my life looks like right now. Right. And when you're, you know, a 20 something and you get to do serious brand buying for a growing business, it's really validating that we get to have direct access to that industry and we get to see what things are releasing before they release and... That's certainly been an awesome, awesome factor of my job for all these years that I get to be directly involved in what ends up hitting these store shelves. Totally. It's been awesome and it's also been knowledge. I feel like for me, like I graduated with my associate's degree and like I was planning on going the full bachelor's and for me, like I've just been working nonstop. Yeah, you just, don't need it. No, you, you don't, don't need, need it. it. And that's just it. It's like I've been it. gaining all of this experience and right. all of this experience through what I'm doing that it's making it really knowledgeable like i'm gaining so much like knowledge from my day in days out right. like it's not like i'm just working for the money but like i'm really working for like my passion what i want to do after right. this man this has been probably the episode i've <laughs> asked the least amount of questions of. i think <laughs> i like to talk <laughs> in, in like in all of this i asked maybe three or four questions but i genuinely think like this conversation has been amazing because you guys have just been like really Dude. open honest and like yeah. just really thoughtful with everything so honestly like that was a perfect way to end this honestly <laughs> i think i don't know if you guys have anything else but again i want to give you guys the, like the end of the floor but you guys have been amazing because you guys you. have been really thoughtful in everything you've done and i mean you know jack's been you know jack was nervous before this <laughs> I, I was nervous i was definitely a little nervous <laughs> we were all nervous we're all nervous we're always why ner i know you like why are we nervous i don't know it's like just three of us talking i don't know i like it yeah but it's also like then you start talking and then you realize like man it's just all of us just hanging out at work for, for a little real. bit you know what i mean but i guess to end it off like what are some of your own personal goals that you want to see in the next year in the next few years what is that looking like and how are you going to do it? Personally, this coming year, I really want to get back into the content creation side of things. I want to start shooting videography. I want to start taking photos. I want to get back into modeling, which I did for many, many years and took a long hiatus from. Yeah, those are some personal goals for mine. As it pertains to August, continuing to grow as the social media manager, continuing to grow into my sales manager role alongside my partner in crime, Joel, learning what it means to lead a team in like the daily in, ins and outs, but also, you know, tackle new opportunities with socials online. I feel like this year with how much we've grown, there's been a lot of, you know, chaos. And I feel like now I'm finally getting back into a rhythm and I feel like it's time for me to get back into the content creation side of things. So that's a personal that. goal of mine. On the flip, I really want to buy one of those mini trucks. Okay, <laughs> hear me out though. What mini, mini truck? truck? What is like that? Like a GMC Sierra <laughs> or like a little Toyota Tacoma. Man, you got the shop truck. What do you mean? <laughs> okay, 
while I am the van man, I really want to get my own little personal mini truck. There I said it. I'm manifesting it. That's a that's a goal. I love it. You went like 180, deep. bro. That was deep. That was really deep. On the flip. He was like, he was like, yeah, I'm trying to do photography, yeah. videography, and yeah. I want to get a truck. My boy did some, my boy did some journaling last night. <laughs> I want to grow my personal brand and get a truck. I love it. You? Yeah, I feel like for me personally, dude, I feel like something that I've really been trying to hone in on this year is like being present with where I'm at right now. You know, it's Ooh. like, yeah, I mean, That's for real. Good. Yeah, I feel like. That's beautiful. Thank you. I feel like, you know, I get stressed out a lot about what the future looks like and where that's going to take me, what I'm going to do. And I think a lot of people do, to be honest. And I think it's one of those things where, like, I'm present in the fact that I signed another year lease here in Madison. I'm working out August. I fucking love it. I have a freelance job set up. I have some other freelance jobs Mm -hmm. in Madison, out of Madison. I just feel like I got to be present in what I'm doing right now. And who knows what the future will hold? Like, yeah, maybe I have dreams of moving to a big city. Maybe I have dreams of living by the ocean. I don't I don't really know, to be <laughs> honest yet. But I'm still trying to figure it out. And it's starting to sound like a Lana Del Rey track. I'm so sorry. I'm, that, yeah, I'm going through some things ocean right man. now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling a little sentimental, okay? No, no. Lily's going to have yeah. that beautiful oceanside view one of these days i really hope so you know i feel like it's just like let's put in the work right now let's put in the drive and let's really keep your head down on what you want to do i also i have a closet page that i started during covid and honestly i was hitting it hard then i was selling so many of my clothes dude i have so many clothes i need to get that shit moving so we all got to get back. We, we got to get moving closet. on the sell in the sell closet. So Lily's walk-in closet. Anyone who's listening, hop on. The message is sell your closet. <laughs> sell Wait, your closet. Are you kidding me? The amount of stuff Stop. I have from Stop. this place? Crazy. Uh, I have like boxes just worth of like August stuff. It's oh my God. Nuts. It's crazy. But it's like a pyramid of sneakers at this point. Yeah, it's oh, crazy. It's dangerous. I had to move those sneakers though. All, <sighs> all to the top shelf. So little bow, don't get in there and yeah. mess them all up. You I know, got the, I got those Roas. And I'm like, man, yeah. I just got another pair of Roas. Man. And I'm like looking at my other ones. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, it makes sense why I got another one. I can't just have one pair of boots. I got to have two pair of boots. <laughs> That's what you know? I'm talking about. What if like one gets, gets filled with snow? I got to have my <laughs> other one, you know, like there you, you go. justify. But you got your shitters. You got your good ones. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, you gotta well, have thank it. you guys so much for being thank on you. this. You guys got to shout yourselves out. Where they, can the people find you? This has been Jack Greenwood and you can find me online at on Instagram as Ugly Boy Circa. Go ahead and give me a <laughs> follow for all things fashion and local. Or you can find him at 414 State Street, Madison, Wisconsin at August. It's true. Here like five days a week, honestly. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, my name's Lily. You can find me at Lily Paskus on Instagram, my closet page, which hopefully we will see some new things there soon. <laughs> Lily's that walk-in is. closet. Or also yeah. find her at 414 or, State Street, Madison, yeah. Wisconsin I'll at August. I'll be here more like three days a week, but you'll find me here. <laughs> All right. And yeah. Thank you, guys. That. Love you guys. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew. Thank Love you for you. having us on, man. Y'all my brothers, bro. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. Once again, I'm your host, Andrew, and I want to thank Lillian Jack for taking the time to speak with me today, and Sam Walner for creating the music you heard on today's episode. This episode was about listening to those within the fashion space and then how they found their own community. So if you know anyone looking to learn more about someone's journey and finding themselves and their community, share with them this episode. You can find me in the shop on Instagram at Andrew Inamoto and at underscore August shop. 
to find August located on 414 State Street, Madison, Wisconsin, or on august-shop.com. Once again, thank you for listening to the August Forum.